0: Hey, wow, everybody, welcome, welcome, it's so great, I'm Dr. Pat, Leslie Fontaine is in the house, this is our sheer alchemy segment, and what a topic we've got for all of you guys, allowing the void to create abundance, I love this, this is so in line with our theme this year for accelerated expansiveness, and you know, what is it about that void that we absolutely start to cringe- (laughs) We start to break out in hives. We start Mm -hmm. to do all crazy things. But here's the deal. When we decide to go in that new direction, make a change or a shift of our energy, there can be an empty space that includes not knowing what's next. Wow. Today, we're going to talk about with Leslie why it's tempting to carry the baggage with us just to fill that dang thing. And how that actually works or doesn't work for us. Leslie, as I love talking about, is a transformation catalyst. And, you know, if you haven't met her in person, you're going to be able to catch her at one of the events she's going to and presents at. Or you could schedule one-on-one time with her. She is known for the Leslie Fontaine experience and her Abundance Now events. You know, this is really a conversation that each of us gets to have about how we're going to step forward with Leslie she teaches people all of us how to clear the energy systems so that we can achieve our own personal goal you know does she do it alone no a team of ascended masters archangels they are brought in they are here now and what that what happens next what happens next is sheer alchemy Leslie great to have you here
1: Oh, I am so glad to be here. This is a great, great topic. And, you know, we're still in the beginning of the year. So, you know, for a lot of people, maybe we did a January like a false start or something, but this is a chance to hit the redo button.
0: Right. You know, I love this idea because, you, you know, let's talk about the idea of the void. And I briefly gave a description of Mm -hmm. what the void is. But, you know, sometimes that we don't know that we're in that space of the void. We just know how it feels. It may be uncomfortable. Um, What does that mean, you know, allowing the void?
1: Well, a lot of us are on autopilot. We Uh sort of have a way we want to live or how we think life should be. And, you know, I work with so many clients who... Um, You know, they want to change. They want to shift. We clear out agreements. We clear out a lot of debris and baggage in our field that, you know, really doesn't suit us anymore. And then there's the freak out. And the freak out is, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? And it's that moment of not knowing that for many of us we've been taught is wrong. It's just wrong to not know. And, you know, we're supposed to know what's next. And you'll meet those people, right, in your circle of friends who – go, well, what are we going to do now? And where are we going to go now? And what's next? And then what's the plan? And they've got to have it mapped out. And that's a form of security. But when you've cleared out the old baggage, and you're stepping into what you said you want, right, the new stuff, the new energy, there is this period where there's, it's not nothingness, it's almost like a blank palette to create on. And that's what we want to talk about.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that is is so interesting about this, I think you and I both have been at this space. You know, I mean, sometimes, though, it shows up from a place of loss. So, for example, in 1991, 1992, I lost a, a job after 24 and a half years. Now, I'm telling you, you'd think that I had a bell-shaped tattoo on my forehead. That's how, I ident- how much I identified mm-hmm. you know, with the telephone company and my job. I really did. I never thought in a million years I would not be there. And when that happened, truly, if I'd have had the conversation we're having today, I may have gotten some additional insight.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: does it always have to be a loss that creates a void?
1: Well, that's the filter we have. That's the interpretation we have of, Mm -hmm. you know, what a void is. It's somehow a loss. We've been taught even that, you know, to be creative is a loss. That, you know, uh, to create something new and not know what that new thing is, that's the creative process that we have to learn to understand within ourselves. So sitting in the void, you know, I tell people often your feelings won't kill you. It's the same thing with the void. It won't kill you either. You're going to sit in that place and be uncomfortable, and the discomfort <clears throat> is going to you know, sit there with you. And if you can allow it as long as you can, like stretching a rubber band, you're going to start to get some insight and some ideas. But first, the insecurities are gonna come up, the fear's gonna come up, and you're gonna ask yourself, do I wanna hold on to this? What about this is bothering me? Then that's where I start bringing in, you know, the work to do the clearing of agreements and contracts, because these are agreements with parents and teachers and bosses of this is what life is supposed to look like. I'm supposed to know what to do next. I'm supposed to bring in the next deal. How do I do that when I don't know what the heck to do?
0: you know one of the things that you're we're going to talk about today is you know this idea of being in this place and and how how easily it is to have fear of the unknown and doubt fear of the unknown and doubt mm-hmm. i had a, a i did a whole show oh a couple of years ago just on doubt and it we talked about it again yeah. you know and i i would love for you to talk about this because people talk about fear and doubt as if they were the same I don't know if they are they are not but I'll tell you for me Leslie I know when I'm afraid of something Mm -hmm. I just know it there isn't much I am afraid of but I know when I am doubt a little bit more tricky for me can you see what I'm saying there oh I can and by the
1: way fear won't kill you either (laughs) you know fear is still an unknown it doesn't have mass it doesn't have Something tangible and hard It's something we've learned Doubt is also something we've learned You know, I doubt myself I think I went through a little something yesterday Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it comes up on us We don't exactly know that that's what's happening takes it a little bit for us to recognize Oh, wow, you know, I'm starting to really tear myself down here I'm starting to think I've got to grasp and reach out for things that, you know, make sense to me and, and so in that moment, the hardest thing in the world is to just stop and to sit with it. You know, sometimes we would so much prefer to be on autopilot, to go to that job, to do those normal things, to, you know, fill up our time with activity and whatnot. But the doubt is a low self-esteem issue. It is a fear that we're going to make a mistake. Nine times out of ten, that's what it is. It's the fear that we won't do it right we'll make a mistake we can't trust ourselves because one thing that we learn going through school is to stop trusting ourselves it's to trust the voice out there it's to trust the news it's to trust the boss it's to trust whatever someone said about the economy not to go within and go wow you know I'm getting this idea no one else is going to understand this but I really feel like this is the thing to do and I know you've been through that many times
0: Yeah. And, you know, this is an important conversation because if we truly believe, right, if we truly believe, if people listening to this show, which they have already told us, are feeling an accelerated pace of things, are feeling an expansive nature of things, if that's truly happening and we're sensing it, Mm -hmm. you know, then what is it about making a change or a shift of our energy that leads us to that empty space and what do we do next? That's what Leslie's going to talk about. Now, today, Leslie, we're also opening up the phones. Absolutely. So let's tell folks a little bit about, you know, what the phones are open for, what they're invited to call in about. Well, we want to talk about what this empty space is.
1: If you're listening to this and something is resonating with you, what probably is hitting is that you made a decision within yourself. Maybe you haven't stepped into it yet. Maybe you're um, about to step into it. And You know, we miss the team, don't we? We miss that group of people that uh, is supporting us in what we're choosing to create. Often when we're stepping into the void, we're stepping into it alone. And even that, we feel like something's wrong. Why isn't everyone else coming with me? Why do I have to support myself and be strong for myself? And this is where we're going to bring in the masters and the archangels. And we're going to teach people how to do that so that they're not on their own.
0: I love it. We're going to take a short break, everyone. Sheer Alchemy, Leslie Fontaine, and me. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what else might we fill the void with? How about unlimited possibilities? We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, phone lines are open. 1-800-930-2819. one 930 2819 And just want to remind everyone, transformationtalkradio.com and the com right on the right hand side you go ahead and you put your question in there and i will make sure i get them up on air and get you some assistance here today take a short break everybody we'll be right back with leslie fontaine sheer alchemy
1: The life you're dreaming of is waiting for you to say yes. Together, we can create a powerful, love-centered world where business is not a competition, but a community of highly conscious individuals making a positive impact in their own lives and the lives of others. Fun, flexible, fabulous. You make the rules. We offer the tools. Connect with Shelly today to learn more at Live, Love, Earn with Shelley. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y dot com.
0: Said, no one has to know what we do. His hands are in my hair his are in room, And his voice is a familiar sound Nothing lasts Hey everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. And as you know, I love to remind everybody if you want to uh, find out more about Leslie, you can do it a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. You can go to lesliefontaine.com that's leslie L-E-S-L-I-E. Uh, Fontaine is F-O-N-T-E-Y-N-E.com or as many of you can do, you can go online and you can simply Google Sheer Alchemy and boom, there she is right at the top. Um, So for those of you out there, you can also find out more about her events. You know, February, March, uh, April, a number of these events. And, you know, Leslie, folks can find out more about this on your website, but you're actually going to be doing an event uh in seattle important here in march and april Mm -hmm. so those are exciting aren't they
1: yeah they are they're great it's going to be fun to be uh local for a little bit
0: well we're 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Phone lines are open. Are you ready to get some assistance? Are you ready to invite the Ascended Masters into the conversation? Uh, we are talking about today allowing the void to create abundance. I love this. Mm-hmm. Allowing the void to create abundance. Yep. Um, you know, Leslie, for a minute, let's talk about the idea of creating abundance. And, you know, what are some of the things that you know we do that will either open the door the floodgates, as they like to say, or build a dam around our abundance.
1: Well, right now the image that I have for a lot of people listening is that we're really tight in our heart space and we're a bit tight in our solar plexus. And if our listeners can kind of go into that space a bit and just allow it to expand and connect with their desire, connect with what they're wanting to create, And notice where the fear is showing up. Notice where some of the voices are uh, coming through in terms of what you can or can't do, what you can or can't be. Those are the reasons that this void is there. So, you know, we don't go into the creation of abundance just in and of itself. Like, that's what it's about. It's just to make money. It's just to be successful. It's just to, you know, prove to other people that we can be great, that we can be amazing. Spirit has a much higher goal than that, and so sometimes we're holding ourselves back and looking almost for a quick fix to achieve the finances or achieve the security or achieve the stability to get through that place of fear. So if you notice right now in your spirit where you're feeling some fear, then that's the place that we want to go into and do some work, and that's what the void's about. So when we feel completely alone, it's because we feel that we're by ourselves. That's often our inner child, just feeling completely alone with who we are and what we're about and the energy we felt. If we were always the one that was different in the family and we were always the one that was a little more creative or a little more sensitive, I talked to so many people who just, you know, they had to hide their sensitivity growing up. So Here you are in this place, and now instead of feeling alone just in the physical, we want to bring in some of the spirit and light beings that are available to us to help us get through this void place, and then it becomes the void playground. How about that?
0: I love it. Uh, And, you know, isn't that interesting about the void playground? Because I I immediately am drawn to, you know, the idea of being in this place, of being in a playground where you have so many options, where you as a a child and then an adult, you know, move from that phase of being in that playground where just about everything is possible to growing up and being adult, where all of a sudden the invitations and opportunities that you thought you had suddenly dissipate. They're Mm. suddenly gone. Um, You know, one of the things that I know you're going to talk about is the idea of the void. And some people talk about the void as a nothingness. But I think that you're talking about the void as this incredible place, you know, this place where gold may exist, richness may exist. What does the richness consist of? Well, it, it consists of
1: our spirit. It con- consists of our higher self. It consists of the guidance that, that we can get in that place. If we have a lot of noise going on, <clears throat> I have some friends, and they have to have excuse me, the radio going, they have to have noise going. they have to have people around them. they have to have all kinds of stuff, you know, just to distract them because silence they hate. absolutely hate it. It's like a blank piece of paper when you're going to write a book. You know, some word has got to fill the page. And, you know, I remember one of my favorite quotes of James Joyce uh, was, you know, someone said, well, how did you do today, James? And he says, well, I wrote six words. And they said, oh, that's great, James. And they said, uh, he said, well, the problem is I don't know what order they go in. So, you know, that's one of the greatest writers of our time. And when we think about Void, we have a performance sphere as well on top of it. As if somehow we're going to have to be perfect right away. We're going to have to know how. Now, one of the ideas and thoughts that may come to you in the void is, you know, do I go to school? Do I uh, hire the help? Do I um, acquire the knowledge myself? Do I build a team? Um, There may be many things. And then in that process of getting the answers, as I've talked many times on other shows, we will get the thoughts, well, how am I going to pay for that? Where am I going to find the people? Well, that is our insecurity. That's our fear that we're not worth it. That's our fear that, you know, we can't fund it. It's back to, again, it's all about me. We're not thinking about source and spirit coming in and helping us to create this new thing. But if we can expand that rubber band a bit from 10 minutes of silence to 15 minutes to 20 minutes, it's amazing how long that time is, isn't it?
0: It is. And, you know, what I'm really struck by, and I know this for myself as well, how really good we are Leslie to argue for our limitations Mm -hmm. masterful masterful to argue uh, with ourselves most of the time but even with other people about either not being deserving not knowing how not having enough tools not having enough education not having enough time that gets to be a big one now Uh, and yet at the same time it's the same energy That if we were to capture it, and I think that's what you're talking about today, wow, why don't we argue for our abundance? Well, the inadequacy and that sense of
1: inadequacy is not a mistake. So back to whatever this is about, it's not about that. When you get the thought and the idea you've released your contracts and agreements, you've chosen to step into something new, you don't know how to do it, you don't know what it's like. It's like going to a new country, a new state, and you're sitting there and you're realizing these fears and inadequacies that you've managed to cover up for a long time. So now you're choosing to step into those things to clear out those fears and go, what was the source of that? Is it my ancestral line? Is it past lifetimes? Is it, you know, a part of my mental self that talks too loud that came from my family? Is it my emotional self that Uh, whenever I feel this feeling or see this kind of light or am in the midst of this kind of energy, I always tear myself down. This is this opportunity to expand yourself beyond that. I'm not saying we're suddenly all going to become type A people and run around, you know, making things happen. But this thing has come up in this moment to shift and to clear, to let you know that you truly are all that you are and that you have a whole team that's available to you to create something amazing, to create your abundance and joy.
0: I love this, Leslie. And, you know, I'm really struck by this for for the moment because one of the things that I had to shake off was the idea that abundance takes time, abundance, I'm going to have to have enormous amount of decades of transformation, that maybe i got to go through past lives of pain. And, boy, I'm telling you, that if we were to learn a few tools the way that you teach people, that we can start to see things change in a nanosecond. What is it that we want to hold on to with our thinking? That things have to be hard, they have to take long. Uh, and the latest one that I'm hearing is oh, and by the way, and it, it costs a lot of money. Mmm.
1: Well, those are all money. beliefs, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, totally. Every one of those is a belief. Every one of those is a message in our field that, you know, this is the truth. It's I am working with a lot of people, you know, where we're not just dealing with the three D economy, we're going into four D and five D. Well in those fourth and fifth dimensional economies, it looks very different. It's not about your performance, it's not about your ego. It's not trying to prove something to your family or trying to prove something to your boss. It's a whole different way of living. And so when we go into this different sort of environment in our spirit, we're uncomfortable. And then we have a message about discomfort. So that's what we want to look at. We want to constantly be um, digging up and excavating these feelings because for myself and for many of my clients, what we define or identify is that it's the ego not the bad ego. I'm not talking about, you know, something bad. I'm just saying that it's that part of us that is very finite that, that says, I've got to make it happen. I'm not, uh, you know, all that I can be. I'm not able to step into all that I am. I don't know how. I'm inadequate. That part of us is the one that's talking and getting the airtime. That may take a little time, I mean, some people want to just snap their fingers and it's gone. But the reason sometimes it takes a while, Pat, is because we're very attached to that identity. We're very attached to our story. So the period of releasing is what allows us to step into more and more higher and higher vibrations, is the allowing that, okay, if I let go a bit of my story then I can step into a new identity. I know that you know about changing identity and becoming something, you know, different and new. Well, that is a transitional process.
0: Yeah. You know, Leslie, I want to talk about this when we come back because I think you really hit on something here that we don't talk about that often. And that is, you know, what is that process like when we decide that we are truly going to pick something else for ourselves? And, you know, I'm reflecting upon a time, and I'm just sitting here thinking about it, and I'm almost like welling up in a few tears here uh, because, in, you know, sometimes I think, wow, you know, why, why isn't it just easy to go from X to Y and not pay attention to what today's show is all about, really? What are the things that it's time to let go of? Mm-hmm. What are the things of our past? And then how does one feel in that moment where you discover you're in the void of possibilities? Leslie Fontaine joining us here today. We're going to chat about that and talk about what's next. How can we become that next that we've always desired to be? And what does it even look like? Leslie Fontaine in the house. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Enlightening, humorous, and compassionate. Listen live to The Kelly Ballard Show, insight and inspiration from the great beyond. Kelly is a fourth generation medium and intuitive who covers topics ranging from grief, spirit guides, and listening to your intuition. Kelly can help you get answers and guidance from the other side with a little bit of humor and a lot of healing. Tune in to The Kelly Ballard Show Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
1: Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health. Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance.
0: I'm not good at a one
1: stand, but I still need love because I'm just a man.
0: never seem to go to plan and I don't want you to leave where you hold my hand wow everybody wow 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 uh, <laughs> what a great show and you know Leslie Fontaine for those of you out there who want to find out more about Leslie you can go to her website LeslieFontaine.com, uh, or just google sheer alchemy and boom she's like right up there you know, for those of you who are thinking, what are we talking about? What do you mean by void? Allowing the void to create abundance. And you know, you might be thinking to yourself, man, I don't know what they're talking about. I never get a void. I'm so busy, Leslie. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. I I don't know void. What is she talking about? Mm-hmm. How does people how do people even get the void? Well, we're going to talk about this. And, you know, and this is something you've talked about before. Like, okay, yeah, we get really busy. Mm-hmm. But is it true that, oh, this void must be, be for people like Pat was talking about that are unemployed, but I don't have a void? Yeah. Is that true, Leslie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it determ- it depends
1: what we're saying a void is, right? So yeah. void isn't just I've got plenty of time in my day. Avoid void can be, you know, I'm not stepping into all that I am. I'm doing what I have to do. I'm doing all that I can to just keep my head above water. So we're not diminishing what what people are doing to take care of their families <clears throat> or to do the responsibilities that they have on the job. Um, we're talking about this part of ourselves that, w- that longs to step into all that we are, that longs to create something that's been with us. You know, I can't tell our listeners what their dreams are, what it is that they're desiring to create or make. I can look at those things that are a part of my identity. Often when I'm working with clients and we're, you know, going through their path and who they were and, you know, the points at which they got shut down, the points at which they were told that, you know, they weren't creative enough, strong enough, powerful enough, um, or that they were too sensitive, or that they went through a lot of abuse and violation of their boundaries. It's a quite a journey to come back from that but it's their boldness and desire to come through that to look at who they are now and say can I come through that you know I maybe I'm 30 years old 40 years old 50 years old is it too late you know I have so many clients at 60 and 70 that are starting over so at any point We can hit the pause button, we can hit the redo button, and we can say, I start now, I create now. I allow this 30 seconds of void, one minute of void, the drive between, uh, you know, taking the kids to school or going to the drive through to pick up some food. I allow that moment to step into it. Notice the fear that comes up, because often the fear is about performance and failure, and so why do we fear the void, performance, and failure?
0: I wanted to ask you about this world of possibilities that shows up when we allow ourselves to be in this space and what it looks like. Because I think you said this when we started on earlier, Leslie. And, you know, we have such an autopilot, if I can call it that for a minute. We have such an autopilot that, oh my gosh if a space becomes open, let's say even an hour, maybe even 10 minutes, just a space in our physical plane, you know, opens up. We're not thinking, let me sit down and be at peace and quiet. We're not thinking that. We're thinking, oh, where's my video game that I haven't played in, oh, maybe 10 minutes? Or let's turn the TV on. So um, I would love to hear, you know, what you have learned about the void, how it shows up, and how to know when we're getting ready to take a distraction and plug it right in there.
1: Well, I know that the people we're talking to today, Mm. you know, are... They probably have their own method of distraction, whatever it is. I certainly have my favorite tools, you know, and I can easily tell on myself when I'm really not wanting to step into creating something because, you know, creativity takes a lot of work it takes focus it takes discipline and sometimes we're not wanting to go there and when it's something we haven't done before there's fear and i do bring that up because often people stop there and i want to just call the fear what it is it's just fear i don't trivialize it i don't minimize it but in this place if we can just allow ourselves to sit with it just a moment and be hands-free how about that let's just do the hands-free approach and and sit with that moment. And now let's bring in the masters and the archangels. Let's bring in the light beings, our higher self, those parts of us that would like to engage in an, in another level. And let's bring out a piece of paper and a pen, and let's just start writing, even if it's random. You know, the thoughts, the ideas, the the inspirations, uh, even the fears, even the, you know, naysaying parts of us. And let's just start doing the download. Let's start bringing it in. And let's not be afraid and push it away. And then let's notice whose voice is what. You know, is it the critical voice of a parent? Is it the negative voice of the energy at work? Is there something about leaving work? Whatever's coming to us, try not to shut it down. This is so important in the void, to not shut down what's coming to us. And then... Ask ourselves, how do I create this? Do I do this now? Do I step into it? You're going to get an inner knowing. You know, a lot of people are so terrified that they're going to leave their partner. They're going to quit their job. They're going to be thrown out on the street because they step into the possibility of themselves. And that is an entirely different show, uh, which we can definitely go into and we've talked about many, many times. But in this place, just notice where we're shutting ourselves down and ask ourselves, am I, am I done with that? Am mm-hmm. I done with shutting myself down? Am I ready to create something? And make it a yes. Mm-hmm. Now, in that moment when you say yes, that's when you really feel the power of that void. In that quiet moment where you say yes. Now, the terror is, oh my gosh, the very next second something's going to happen. It right. can, but it doesn't have to. Just let yourself feel the yes. And often, the scared part of us is saying, I'm afraid to be that happy.
0: Wow. You know, Leslie, uh, earlier in the show, we um, we talked about the idea of, look, we don't have to do this alone. Ascended masters, archangels, they're all around us. I know that in the work that you do, and even right now, you know, they are available to guide, to help us. Even at times where we don't know what we don't know, and I wanted to ask you, you know, in the work that you're doing with people, how do, how do they show up to interact with people? And I guess we have to be reminded that, you know, abundance is the world they live in, right? Absolutely. Source
1: is 100% abundant, 100% healthy, 100% available. So, first of all, they come upon invitation. The old days of you will be contacted are over they come on invitation so choose to invite your angels choose to invite the masters choose to invite the light beings you can go to many websites and look up ascended masters and see what resonates with you each of these has attributes of source so see what resonates with you invite them in and invite in the guidance invite in the vibration of what they bring i worked with a client last night and he Shared with me all the client, the uh, masters that he had worked with. When I brought in one of them, it was so incredibly powerful. I can't even tell you what it was like. It completely shifted everything in that moment. So try this. Bring them in. It could be Kuan Yin, Baba Ji, Master Jesus, uh, Divine Mother. Um, so many high ascended masters and they're all in a hierarchy so you're working with many vibrations and you may think well I don't have time for this I'm telling you literally you can do this on your way to the drive through for lunch there there is not this I've got to sit like an ascetic in a in a monastery to do this they are showing up right there in real time in your presence and it shifts your vibration immediately you can feel it And then you're going to proceed to ask yourself, am I done with all of these limiting thoughts and beliefs? The answer is yes. If you're listening to this show today, if you're choosing to make a change in your life and you've been afraid, say yes. The assumption is often that we are going to make a big mistake. Do you think Source is going to have you make a big mistake? So now say, this is for my highest good and the highest good of everyone
0: involved. Wow. You know, this is interesting. I was on a call the other day with a friend, and we were on the call with the bank. And talk about money, right? (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) This is our institution. And what's fascinating about this is I'm thinking about what you're saying. Boy, I wish I would have remembered that on the call. Because, you know, here we are in this world where your intuition is showing up, and you have an authority figure, right, right? Mm-hmm. in the money arena right? and all of a sudden you give your power over to the to you just like oh you must be all-knowing as opposed to letting source come in and give you the questions to ask right Absolutely. so isn't that part of it to allow the void to be I- infused with questions that will lead us to a level of awareness oh yeah it's even in an argument with
1: someone or in <laughs> a place where someone is not happy with you it, it can be very uncomfortable for the other person mm-hmm. when you're sitting there going, okay, you know, you may look like you're not responding, but as you bring in the masters and archangels, you may suddenly get very peaceful, very calm, and you're waiting for, you know, an appropriate response. You don't want to respond at that level. You want to respond at a higher level. You could bring in your financial guides. You could bring in your emotional guides, your your therapy guides, you know, your work guides, all of them, you know, they've been through so many Uh, scenarios like you've just described and it would be fascinating to come from a higher place and you pat i bet while you were sitting there were getting some tightness on some of the responses and going this isn't working and then maybe looking at the next concern which is well i need this outcome to take care of me so what part of me is it needing to take care of what is the fear in there and that's always the next step in all this
0: yeah, I would love – for those of you out there, I've got a couple of questions for Leslie, but if you would like to connect and invite in the archangels, the masters, right here with Leslie to create abundance, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. 930 2819 one 800 we would love to hear from you. You know, Leslie, one of the things that I I, I wanted to, to say is in that interaction, what was fascinating about that, and I know we all go through this, is it, it wasn't a matter of, okay, wait a minute, do I actually believe that I'm really limited to this mm-hmm. one option? And, and it wasn't actually even for me. I was helping a friend. It was more like, wait a minute. How about this? Can we do this? And I caught myself in a Mm -hmm. moment of that where I said, you know, do I think I'm going to ruffle a few feathers if I ask that question? Mm. How often do we do that? How often do we acquiesce?
1: Right. No, we do it often. It's uh, very interesting how all these things come up. Again, whatever it's about, it's not about that. This is this opportunity to get the sense of whether your own answer even came to you. And you're thinking, well, I'm not the banker. I'm not the one that has all the information here. Uh, This person, you know, is experienced and all this. But you're coming from a much higher place. And so you're going, what am I really doing sitting here? And that's always a fascinating place, isn't it? It's not just about that situation. Like, okay, well, where do I want to bring the abundance (laughs) in from? And what <laughs> exactly. do I want to do about this moment of fear or this moment of anxiety or, you know, the people pleasing part of it or the feeling like nobody's going to give that to me or all of this stuff that surfaces? See, we panic in that moment. We get so frightened because we think it's true and we don't realize it's not true. We we have nothing to prove that that's true in that moment.
0: Leslie, I want to ask you a question about this void and the abundance and re- with re- uh, regards to what we are willing to ask for. Remember, you know, we were talking about arguing for our limitations, but how about, you know, that unconscious or subconscious argument for limitations, even in what we ask for, right? Right. I mean, even in, wait a minute, you know, maybe I shouldn't really ask, Mm -hmm. you know, for that refinance amount. You know, maybe what I should do is settle for this other thing over here. Mm. And so we think we're asking another person or we think we're an asking an institution, but right. we're not really, are we?
1: No, no, we're not. And often that institution's there, you've carried your light into the building. You've been that one that's going to show in, show them an alternative. And that's always an exciting piece of the adventure, too. Whatever it's about, it's not about that. But, mm. you know, I found an area, you know, I know finances is one area. I, I found an area about... Um, receiving help yes and i realized that i'm always the strong one and i'm always the one that has the solution and i'm always the one that uh can can bring things to others and um i noticed that other people get all the help now if i want to be fully honest in my energy field i need to evaluate where i learned that and how did that become part of my reality? And do I want to continue to create that? Now That's a very personal level to go into, isn't it? It's not just, um, wow, nobody helps me. They always think I'm going to be the one. They always think I'm going to be strong. You know, you can hear the whole energy of that whole thing, like, well, would I like to change that? Would I like to shift that? And what happens is that we get a little fearful of going into the depths of of where that energy came from so I release that you know and you know we can hear the sound of martyrdom and we can hear the sound of um old parental neglect and abandonment and so in the area of finances all I want is a measly whatever right why can't they just do this why can't they just give me this that whole sound if you track it back and where does it come from in your energy field you say am I ready to let go of this where did I learn this limitation
0: Yeah. You know, here we are. We started talking about the void and we start talking about this idea of looking at the void from many, many different places, right? Right. And we decide in our lives, wait a minute, I want to make a change, Leslie. Mm -hmm. I want something to change. I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you right now, the way that I'm showing up each day is just not working for me. I'm not even sure what part of that is not working for me. And so it sounds like a very daunting place to be. But you work with people on a regular basis that do show up like that. How do you help people get started with this conversation about the void? A lot of times it shows up as a
1: form of depression. It shows Mm -hmm. up as a form of lack Of I am unfulfilled this I don't want to be here I don't want to be on the planet so we always track back to what part of the situation is it that is creating that that sense of loss and again back to is the void loss or is the void an opportunity so by the time I'm done with everyone it's an opportunity and we start creating as a result But we have to agree first that we're going to release the current interpretation of reality, of what we can't do, this is how it is, this is what I'm supposed to do, I'm the mom, I'm the dad, I'm the boss, I'm the employee, whatever it is, I'm the child, this is the way it is in school. You know, I've worked with so many indigo children, so many starseeds, and they're going, really, this is reality? This is what it's supposed to be? And when you tell them, no, not really, then they're so relieved. They're so glad. But the older we are, it seems, the harder it is for us to release that perception. So now we let go of that perception and we go, "Uh uh-oh, now what? Is it like starting over? Sure it is. And then there's that fear again in the void. So do we want to let go of the fear of starting over? Where did we learn that? We're supposed to be experts by now. No. So can you see how the progression works? So I start working, clearing out all of the agreements, the contracts, the old energies, the abusive, abandoning energies that we've learned, the shaming and humiliation energies, the boundary-violating energies, all that. We want to change and bring those contracts and karmic patterns into completion. We don't need to live like that anymore. Yeah.
0: And, you know, we certainly don't need to fill the void with them. No. you know, as if all of a sudden we're going to wake up one day and now I've got this void or this this void that's showing up in my life. And those things that became uh, a hindrance to me uh, previously, they all of a sudden magically are gone. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they can't be gone, mm-hmm. but it's almost as if they're gone from our consciousness because honestly, we just don't want to deal with them. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and we can choose in any
1: moment. Back to the snap of the fingers and it's a change in an instant. That is a change in an instant. We can release that in the moment. Now, what bothers us is the, the, the pace of manifestation in the physical because that's what gets us all anxious. So we have to realize that we are turning our energetic field in another direction. We haven't left the husband or the wife. We haven't quit the job. We're just turning our energy in a completely different direction. We're letting go of all the hindrances and we're confronting our fears head on, bringing in the masters and the archangels to alleviate and allay some of those fears that we've learned. And we start to realize, wow, we learned these fears from parents and children and the news. You know, they're they're not necessary. Even our election right now is craziness, right? So mm-hmm. we don't need to assume the fears that are being propagated as if we would choose from that place. So notice in your own field where you're choosing from that place and go, am I done? Do I need to do that? And often, you know, I'll talk to people who are very depressed and, you know, when I suggest beginning to shift and to turn in another direction, there's fear about that. And I'm going, okay, are you willing to let go of this thing that has you held and bound or not? And that's a respectable choice. I give people time for that. They don't have to answer that very second. But take a look at your depression. Take a look at the sadness and go, am I done yet? Do I want to change this?
0: And often there are reasons quite deep that we don't. Well, you know, for uh, several people that are, you know, listening to the show, uh, a couple of questions have come in. Leslie, uh, thank you. Leslie, uh, Pat, thank you for today's show. Uh, Is it okay? This is a great question. Is it okay for me to fill the void with desires of money? Of course. There we go. Of course it is. It's absolutely
1: fine because, again, you're asking permission. So what I'm already hearing from this uh, (coughs) person is some view of, you know, um, worthiness and some view of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And take a look at that and go, where am I getting the idea that it's wrong to desire money as if is it not spiritual enough is it not meaningful enough don't judge yourself so harshly of
0: course it's great wow you know i i i'm sitting here and i'm thinking to myself i've had moments in my life where i think i've been kind of creative right and i've looked at creativity as oh wait a minute i went through a period of time albeit a short period of time designing tattoos i Mm. did that And then that was my creative moment. And then I move on and I say, well, wait a minute. You know, I'm generally not feeling like I'm creative. Isn't that perhaps one of the most challenging aspects of our humanity is when we think that we do not have the creative juices to really create what we want in the void? Have people talked with you about that? Oh, all the time. And they've learned it
1: from someone that was you know, supposed to be a loved one or a person in authority, telling them that they weren't smart enough, they weren't creative enough, they weren't good enough. But here's one thing about creativity and getting good at it. That does take time, right? We have to begin. We have to start. Your first painting isn't going to be the Mona Lisa. You know, so there is an aspect, but what is important is tapping into that part of your energy and allowing it to come out and not judging yourself so harshly you begin, and the adventure begins, and you start
0: allowing that space for yourself to become all that you are. Oh, yeah, wow. Leslie, this is really an exciting at least the energy that I'm sensing, an exciting year, and I don't know why it feels like that. I'm hearing it from others, but certainly i'm I'm seeing it for myself and the folks that I'm hanging out with. You are traveling all over in, you know, in the spirit of accelerated expansiveness. I would so love for you to let folks know where you're going to be. And if people want to work with you one-on-one, what is the best way to do that so that that void that gets created is filled with abundance?
1: Absolutely. Um, I work with people all over the world. It keeps expanding all the time. Um, But, you know... Uh, Go to my website, lesliefontaine.com, L-E-S-L-I-E-F-O-N-T-E-Y-N-E.com. You can find me on transformationtalkradio.com. You can call me, 678-665-3366, and we can set up a chance to consult and talk and see if what I do is something that will help accelerate and propel you into all that you are. So I'm going to be all over the place, but definitely go to my website, take a look, and I would be delighted to talk with you about your next steps
0: and what you want to create. I love it. Leslie Fontaine, for those of you out there, you uh, just pop into your alchemy, and all of a sudden, that's what you're going to find. The other thing I would want to say to everyone is she is traveling, but you're also going to be in Seattle. Uh, that's right. in the Western Washington area and then in Portland in uh, in March and April Absolutely. and that's going to be exciting
1: Yeah March 26th at Emerald Spiral in Seattle and then April 2nd and third in Portland at the Body Mind Spirit show at the Lloyds Convention Center.
0: Awesome awesome We're hoping to get down there as well Thank you guys for tuning us in turning us on Leslie thank you so much for all that you do and if you've missed any part of this the show will play again later on tonight avoiding the void. Well, no, allowing the void to create abundance. That's me, avoiding the void. We're going to take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back.